this episode's going to be. I don't know how long we have to talk about Donald Darko. Don? No, I thought we, no, it was S. Darko. That's... J. Darko. Yeah, we were yeah, watching no, S. Darko. S. Darko. It was the second one. You will never get me to watch S. Darko. S. Darko is like a completely different movie, too. I mean, you would never get me to watch S. Darko. <laughs> isn't, isn't it like... I looked, I like oh, pulled it up real worry, quick. Guys. It's like 13%. Yeah, it's like 13% on Rotten I really hope. I really hope you picked it, Mike. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's it's not streaming anywhere either, so we'd all have to pay money for it. <laughs> it's not even well, the same director, right? I could just, I could just find yeah, it. Yeah, no involvement. No, he wrote, he helped write it. Did he? I thought he had no involvement in it because yeah. he like because like he didn't even want the movie to be made, but they had the rights to his like to Donnie Darko or something like that. I wonder. I wonder if maybe he just did a like a screenplay and then they like changed maybe. it so much. I had written, I had read that he was attached to it, or maybe they just like he was like quote unquote attached to it. Yeah, maybe. like a consultant or something, or just that he like owns the property, so his name is attached to it, like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if if uh, he owns it, they probably had to at least consult him in some way or get his his blessing. And I would imagine he'd probably want to have at least some sort of like maybe just input or you know have to okay certain things. But uh, before we actually, what 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 is even the point at this point? We're we're here for a special reason, and that's the PTC Movie Club. So, welcome, everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about S. Darko too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brendan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Saturday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Desir. Mike, how are you doing this evening? How does one suck a fuck? I don't know. That that is the question. That is the question. I hope that's the one quote that Mike pulls from this whole movie. It is. Okay, perfect. I got I got one quote. It's Seth Rogan's only one of Seth Rogan's only lines. It's his first line. I like your boobs. And then he doesn't talk until like the end of the movie and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> um, I part of me was hoping that that was the only thing he said in the whole movie. Right. Chat up. Um, <laughs> um geez that threw me through through loop also joining us this evening is the Fortnite father mr todd fucking gary todd how are you doing tonight good good to go good to go love it love it Whoa. love it and rounding us out I was this hoping evening, that would be better rounding us out this evening is the disney daddy some may call him the pixar poppy or, you know, this is why they call him Dommy Darko. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mr. Dominic Forty. Dom, how are you doing tonight? I was unaware that we missed out on a stage adaptation of Donnie Darko that they made in uh, the Zero Arrow Theater in Cambridge in 2007. Weird. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Just missed out on it. Just missed out on it by almost 15 years. Uh, I, I will say, before we get into tonight's episode, before we get into this uh, PTC Movie Club episode for October, which is Donnie Darkle. 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 Darkwing Donnie. Darkwing Duck. Donnie Darkwing Duck. Yeah. 
Donnie Darkle, um, which was Todd's pick. We uh, did. Did any of us know, or did Todd? Did you knowingly pick this movie, knowing that it's the 20th anniversary of this movie? No, I picked it because it was a Halloweenish kind of movie. It like takes okay. place on Halloween, and and like I actually had another movie I wanted to pick, and I completely fucking forgot about it. But then, like, my mind took over that I was like, oh, I should pick a movie that kind of has to do with Halloween a little bit. And I just went with this one. Yeah. With the way that it's working out, four of us rotating every month, is that put us in place where we always all have the same month? Or will it rotate at all? Well, there's four of us. I think with uh, Daylight Savings Time, we... um... (laughs) That's not not how it works. Um... (laughs) Yes, even yeah, but numbers it'll, it'll, that we'll always have the same. We'll, month, we'll have sure. the same months, right? Yeah. Okay. So Todd, you there you go. You can save it. Don't don't spoil it. You can save it for next October. Well, I actually didn't have a it was it wasn't a Halloween movie, but I mean it's gonna be my next pick anyway. So. I mean, I would not consider this move this movie no. a Halloween movie. No, it's I mean not, would, would any of us Halloween? It ends uh, on it it October. Yeah. It actually ends the, on October second. There's a Halloween party. Well, there's a costume party in the movie. Yeah. There's a costume party because it starts and October second. Yeah, and it's it starts October second, and then and yeah. then it lasts for the next twenty eight days or so. Actually, to be to be fair, it Four days, never twenty seven days. It never twenty eight days. It never gets twenty eight days later to Halloween because it ends on October thirtieth. Oh. So there you go. So, so that was the one question he had coming out of that movie. This is now a bu- bullshit movie. Um, but before we get into uh, this, this, this episode, which I guess at this point, if you haven't watched Donnie Darko and haven't figured that out by the title of this episode or us talking about Donnie Darko for the last few minutes, this episode is going to be us talking about Donnie Darko. So if you haven't seen it... Or if you don't want time travel spoiled for you. That's true. If you don't want time travel spoiled for you. Um, this would be your time to exit and revisit this episode uh, at a later date when you have watched uh, Donnie Darkle, which is the prequel to, Don- to Donnie Darko. Um, I'm forever going to call it Don- Donnie Darkle now. It's the real Donnie Dar- Darko. That's <laughs> what I'm the real Donnie Darko. Um, this episode of the Passing Troll Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday evening, you want yourself something sweet, something hot, something fresh and tasty right out of the oven, you can head on down to One Washington Square and get yourself a delicious fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats by heading over to at Goodnight Fatty on social media. Or you know what? You want something hot, something sweet, something delicious to start your Sunday off morning? Start start your Monday, Sunday morning off right. I'm about to do that tomorrow, let me tell you, is get myself one nice, hot, chubby, fresh out of the oven. And if you want to get yourself a chubby, or educate yourself on what these are, you can head on over to at Good Morning Chubby and get yourself some delicious food, Instagram goggles going so you can you can make your way up here and get you some delicious food. Anyways, a uh, couple other housekeeping things before we roll into uh, this PTC Movie Club episode. Uh, actually, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to keep going. We're just going to run. Oh, fucking crazy. Uh, we... We uh, before we get into it, Mike, you want to reveal what your November pick is? It's Mike's pick, correct? Uh, it was Todd, sure. Todd, it it was Todd, Todd, Mike, me, dumb. Is that that's the rotation, correct? I think that's the rotation. I did okay. not actually pick it yet. I figure I'm just going to look at my backlog of films and just pick something from that. I mean, this is being recorded on the first week of November, so I feel like you gotta, gotta step up your game. That, 
Let me take a look at my backlog. While you while you're taking a look at that, we'll reveal it at the end of the show. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Ooh, let's see. I got Mike's just rifling in. What are, we here? what are we thinking? Uh, <laughs> we can we can stay on theme. I could pick Nightcrawler. Oh, you just want to continue with this Jake Gyllenhaal nonsense? We could. Uh, let's see. I've also got Baby Driver on here. Let's see. You guys all watch Jojo Rabbit, right? I think I'm the only person that didn't watch it. Uh, yes, but I mean, yeah, I think we, I, I think, I mean, I think we've also gone like we have picked movies where. Yeah, but I feel like that's to be fair. To be fair, Brennan's probably the only one that didn't see Donnie Darko before right. today <clears throat> or before yeah. last week. That's no, true. So I mean, that's you. You can pick as you please, Mike. Yeah, pick whatever you want. Whatever, uh, whatever makes see, you the happy. Let me see you know what's streaming where before I commit to anything. Take your, take your time. Just muster over it a little bit, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you guys at the end of the episode. Yeah, give us the end of the episode. While, while before we get into that though, I can't, I can't bear to go two episodes in a row where we skip everyone's favorite new hot segment, which is Animite Crossing, where Mike, who loves Animal Crossing, but has never played Animal Crossing has to figure out, has to tell us what this Animal Crossing character is and what they do. You're sticking with that name? That's the name you're going with? I don't know. You got a better one? Oh, God, no. I'm All right. Well, for now, it's Animike Crossing. We can, we can, we can, you know, this is an evolving segment. Like, you know, things, things change. All right. Do what you got to do. So what I think we're going to do here, Mike, is we are going to go with we're going to go with a little character that goes by the name Red. Mike, Red. who is Red? Or I guess oh, what, is what is Red? What is Red? I'll do you one better. Color. Why? Why is, is Red? <laughs> uh, let's see. So I'm gonna go with Clifford the Big Red Dog. So I'm gonna say no, Mike. Dog. Mike, don't go with that one. I don't. I'm actually not even sure if I'm right about this, but think, think, comedy legends. Oh, Red Fox. <laughs> so are right, you going we'll go with, with? We'll we'll go with Dom's answer, Fox. Mike, I'm I'm happy to say that uh, Red is a Kitsune. Also known as a fox. Mm. I mean, that's a. How many tails does he have? Just one. Ah, that's lame. So you got you got the assist from Dom there. What mm-hmm. what are you thinking that Red does? Right, Red Fox. Yeah, he was on Sanford and Son, right? What were they plumbers? What did they do? Um. What I for some reason I feel like they were scrappers. Yeah, I feel like they were in a junkyard, maybe. I don't know. Let's stay on this train of thought, though. Clearly, I mean, I think we're getting, I think we're getting somewhere. You, I think you we're can getting maybe, maybe make a really, 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 really big leap from that mentality and potentially stumble upon the correct answer, but I, I don't think that that road is going to get you there, Mike. So you might want to. You might want to move your train of thought off of that. Uh, anything to do with ninjutsu? 
some sort of ninja? Uh, How do you know that? No. How do you know that? <laughs> Todd, Todd's spitting straight facts to me. He's not uh, bullshitting me. He knows I know. I don't know if this will help you or not. It probably won't. It will but not. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it anyway. He has also been referred to as Crazy Red and Jolly Red. These really aren't going to help you. No. Can I give him one I more the, clue? I know the yes. Jolly Green Giant sells broccoli. He's, he's also oh, known as a scam artist. Okay. So he's some sort of artist of the scam variety. <laughs> so what do you think Red does? I think he sells you. Yep, that's right. He he sells you because this is a transactional thing. He sells you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Broccoli. I'm, Not I think broccoli. I the broccoli thing. <laughs> Not broccoli. Todd gave you a, a hint. I'll be honest. I already forget what Todd said. Todd said <laughs> he's a scam artist, Mike. What is he selling you? Tricks. Or treats. He's a he's a scam. Artist, what is he selling you, Mike? Yeah. Illusions, Michael. <laughs> He's not selling you tricks. <laughs> not selling me tricks. Yeah, he is selling you uh, knockoff Nikes. You are you are halfway there. Getting warmer. Selling you real Nikes. <laughs> you are all the way not there now. <laughs> um, I have ideas. He he's the one that you sells you paintings? Fake paintings. He does have real paintings from time to time, but he sells you a lot of fake paintings, and you have to, you have to sniff out the right ones if you want to complete your museum. So there you have it, Mike. Red. He shows up, sells you fake art, and sometimes he's real the, art. He's the first thing I downloaded on... Um, now is this legal Ar- in, Ar- in Ar- the Ar- Animal Ar- Crossing Ar- world? I mean, he shows Ar- up on Ar- a boat. Ar- 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 he shows up on a fucking boat, Mike. How are they, there's no there's no laws on the ocean, open ocean, Mike. Haven't hasn't Arrested Development taught you anything? Yeah, there's maritime law. You're a crook, Captain Hook. Judge, won't you throw the book at the pirate? All right, let's get into why we're here. You have to be Actually, careful about which paintings he sells you, though, because of the implication. <laughs> it it is weird because he does. So the paintings that he sells you are real paintings, like from the real world. Mm-hmm. And if you're familiar with the actual painting, it's basically every painting in the game has a real version and then the counterfeit version. And if you're familiar with what the actual painting looks like, you'll be able to tell if it's the real painting because all of the fake ones have a very subtle difference that is not. So it's that whole part in Madarami's palace when you're running through and you'd be like, which one's the real um Whatever the name of that painting was. Uh, Sayuri. The Sayuri. And I'm like, uh, maybe it's this one. And then Yusuke goes, no, that's the wrong one. I'm like, Yusuke, you know the fucking painting. Why don't you just point it out for me and not make me look for it? Well, I mean, he, he wants you to really have a fucking nose for art, Mike. He wants you to take the time. You know, he wants you to know. Yeah, Fuck, I hated. I, I liked Madarame's Palace, but I also hated Madarame's Palace at the same time. Anyways. Also, Yusuke's mask was a fox. A kitsune. Fuck, Mike, you had all the hints right there. You have all the clues Dom, right there. Dom gave me the real hints. You were, you were no help at all. Yusuke is a fucking artist. Yeah, you're saying that now after we've already made the connection. Anyways, Mike. Anyways, Damn. before we get into 
the aforementioned Donald Darko. Uh, there's also a Donnie Darko DLC currently and one Call of Duty Warzone, which I think is ridiculous. I don't is know if anyone... Really? Yes. Yeah. I knew there was uh, a Ghostface one they did last week. You can you, get... dro- you drop a jet engine on someone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can... Yes. Yes. Awesome. Can... I'm, I'm awesome. going into Call of Duty no, now. It really, I actually like the way the skin looks, but yeah, like if I played so, Call of Duty, I don't know if it's like a, if it's like a like a stealth kill or whatever. But if it, you... I think it is, I think yeah. So if is. you so you can buy his skin, like Frank's skin, and if you yeah. uh, go up and stealth kill someone, they turn. It's like a cutscene. They turn around and try to stab you. But it like blocks it like it does when fucking Donnie tries to stab him. It's like an invisible wall or whatever. And then a fucking jet engine falls on him. <laughs> like that that's <laughs> like this is some fucking Looney Tune shit. Right. That is fantastic. Uh I don't know if they added anything Are else. Are you playing Call of Duty later? I, I am not. Uh, but you guys that game was like what, like a three hundred gigabyte download? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's on, you need it's to, on you, my Xbox already. You have to buy a I, second Xbox. I deleted Warzone and the Call of Duty Black Ops three was still like hundred and eighty. You know, so it's like, and that's without Warzone, so it's so ridiculous. Um, before we get into the movie, with a budget of six million dollars, released on October twenty six, two thousand one, Donnie Darko, in its seventy day, ten week. That wasn't release. wide release, though, was it? I don't think it was like, I think Lightest it was probably release like was 58 theaters. Jesus. Wow. So in that 10 weeks, <clears throat> where do we think Mr. Donald Darko ended up? Say 5 million. It's funny. I feel like I did just read it too. Like I, I was just kind of funny. I, I find it kind of sad. <laughs> don't you bring him into this. They were ahead of the game on that song. It it still doesn't matter. No, anytime I hear that song, all I think about is the Gears of War trailer. Yeah. No, like I had to watch that trailer after I watched the movie. I was like, I need to watch this trailer now. <laughs> uh, so I t- got t- really t- into Head Over Heels after watching this movie again. Uh, so good. Well, I just want to say one thing before we get, get go into this is that I think the most recent version I watched leading into rewatching the original version was the director's cut. Yeah. And they changed a lot in the director's cut, which is actually, I was really surprised because it's been a while since I watched the original original, but they even changed the opening song. Like when he's like riding his bike at the very beginning yeah. from like, it's Echo and the Bunny Man in the original one. And I forget who they put in the second one. It might be another NXS song or something, but yeah, I was like confused. I think I watched talking. the director's cut this time. I did, did not. The director's Apparently. cut's the one with the the words that like come across the screen like during particular parts right like the or is part that the original like, that doesn't happen the watching, original. when they're watching like the 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 the, the self-help stuff from like the priest between like the fear and whatever there's like a yeah. more drawn out longer thing that shows like the characters basically in the story and what's going to happen did they did they show that when you were watching it uh, i can't remember there's no I, I don't believe that there's any scenes where there's words that come up dumb in the regular version, because I did not watch the director's cut, even though someone told me to watch the director's cut. But I've, I've I've read a lot that people hate the director's cut because it basically they were like mad that it spells it out too much for you and basically doesn't. Yeah, like they, you try like, to, like, they try to hold your hand through all the time yeah. travel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they like show you passages of the book like over and over again, so you can like read passages like large passages of like. Every yeah, part of the book. but I mean, so 
I guess we can get into it in a second, but t- Todd said this hit five mil. It had a six mil budget. What do you guys think? Uh, let's see. Let's say ten. Okay. 10 all right. I was gonna actually say ten. I'll say twelve. All right. Well, all of you very wrong. Donnie Darko worldwide, hey, 50, world, fifty-eight states, worldwide, cracked. Not right. even three million. Just below three million. So, not not a good run for Mister uh, Donnie Darko. Um. So there, there you have that. There's the the according to box office mojo, the numbers that it did. Uh, we'll give a quick synopsis before we just dive right in. Uh, Donnie Darko is a 2001 American science fiction psychological thriller film written and directed by Richard Kelly and produced by uh, non-important things. Um, Richard Kelly, I'm not familiar with the filmmaker. Uh, does he have other films that are... That he he are... has another movie that I was almost going to pick instead of this, but you guys would probably... We'd be talking about some very strange things right now. It's called Southland Tales. Um, I hear people rip on that movie all. I the fucking time. loved it. I loved it. I, I mean, I don't. It's very, very weird. It doesn't make any sense. And I have like the graphic novels on it. So if you didn't read the graphic novels, the movie makes zero sense. The Rock uh, is in it. The Rock is in it. Sarah Michelle Geller, like Sean William Scott, there. Mandy Moore, yeah. Justin Timberlake. Just, what is this like, fucking yeah. movie, dude? It's crazy. It was. It was originally billed as a musical. And then, like, he had to cut so much stuff. His budget was, like, super, like, like he wasn't able to do a lot of the stuff. He, it's kind of like a commentary. On, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, on, it's like social commentary. The whole movie is, like, basically. But I will go, I'll just go on. Uh, yeah. That, and he also did The Box, which I actually really like the movie The Box with um, Cameron Diaz and uh, Donut Lord from fucking uh, Sonic. I love how he's just Donut Lord now. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know him as. <laughs> Cyclops? John Marsden. Yes. Yeah. James. No, I know. I was John Marsden is from Red Dead. I'm That's why like, I said. Yeah. <laughs> I was appealing to Todd there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've never seen. It. I'm look. I pulled up his IMD. Well, his movie filmography. I haven't seen any of these movies, and I this is the first time I've watched Donnie Darko. So, um, I guess we can uh, kind of run through a quick plot synopsis. Um. I guess do we even really need to do that? Like, is that what is that what the people people need? I mean, if they watched it, they watched it. So you know, yeah. So, I guess who wants to kick things off? Like, how or did did everyone rewatch it or no? Yes. Okay. I wanted to so, say one thing about this movie before we even dive into it. Get in. that, You've already, you are, Todd's already done that like three times. Like, I want to say something before we yeah, dive in. Well, well, what do we got? What do we got? Rewatching this movie. This movie nails where we are right now as a country for a movie that was done in 2001. Oh, I take place in 1990. So confused, yeah. Okay, it's a movie so that, have- that was filmed in 2001 that takes place in the 80s, but yeah. it nails 2021? Yeah, 100%. Time so travel, man. Time travel. We're caught so in it's religious people talking about how they don't trust teachers anymore. Parent-teacher meetings where that's what's going on. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's very, there's a lot of things that stood out to me watching this where I was just like, whoa, like, that's like where we are right now with the stupidity of like, like, uh, what you're saying, what you're saying is we need to find what the artifact is and we need to, 
obtain well, like, that and like then the way, reset the timeline? Is that what you're trying to say? Like the way she's talking about, like, you know, like the way that, like, you know, I don't want to go diving too much into this, but the way, like, they're using critical race theory against, like, schools now is, like, the same way, like, the way they're using the book that has something in it that they don't like about what's going on in the book and they want those books pulled out of schools and everything. And it was just every, that, that, that scene in particularly when they're at the PTA meeting and they're all Mm. talking about that stuff. I was like, Whoa, that is like, because I've been watching like on the news, like a lot of these like people coming in and talking about how they don't want their kids wearing masks and everything. And I was just like, this pretty much mirrors what's going on right now in our society as far as like schools and everything. And I was just kind of was, saw that. I I mean, I don't, you're not wrong, but I also I don't want to like give this too much credit because I feel like that's a that's a cyclical thing that always happens where it's like yeah you know I never really thought ha- about it back in the yeah, day yeah you know? they always <clears throat> have stuff that you know they want to pull out and bastardize and and basically blame all of the bad things on you know what I mean they do it with movies music video games do it fucking everything you know? like teachers that like like Drew Barrymore was the enemy like teachers yeah. are the enemy that like yes. a teacher, you know like it's yeah I th- I think. I think both in media, but also sort of in reality, it's always like a lot of times it is like religion versus knowledge, no matter what. And and not to say that like someone who is religious can be in, can be, is always wrong or someone that is on the, you know, scholarly side is always wrong or right. But like, there's definitely that thing of, people who are very into religious texts, usually Christianity have this like pushback against, uh, scholarly works or just seemingly knowledge in general. Anyways, I, this is a very bizarre episode. (laughs) We haven't talked about (laughs) the movie. Also, I just double checked and I did not watch the director's cut. I remembered that, the director's cut is a different book that they're learning in English. It's not, um, Graham green. Yeah. It's uh water shipped down. Yeah. The destroyers in the director's cut, they're reading water shipped down. Hmm. I wonder why that's, I wonder why that's changed. I don't remember. I definitely watched the director's cut at some point. Yeah. So, I don't know which version I watched originally. I know I watched the theatrical cut most recently, um, but I might have seen the director's cut the first time I watched the movie. I owned the director's cut in high school, so if you borrowed it from me, you probably watched the director's cut. So, for the three of you, since you've <sighs> seen this movie at least once in the past and have rewatched it, has your opinion changed on the movie either way? Hmm. Or I guess do you I, that same question, but also like, do you? No, I think that's a good question. I do you like this movie though, or no? Uh, no, I still liked it. Um, I do think that when I was younger, watching it, it was a lot easier to relate to with like the high school stuff and everything, and like you know, I was out of college and everything. But when the first like five minutes, I was like, wait, does this movie not hold up? And then after watching a little bit, I'm like, oh no, it's good. You know, like. I was questioning myself, though, for, like, the first, like, 10 minutes of the movie, though. Because it's been such a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, I I haven't seen it in 20 years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my thoughts were the first time I saw it. And I feel like when I, when I watched it this time, 
I was more confused. Like I I understood very broad concepts, very broad like okay, there's some time travel involved, this that and the other. But then like just to see what I might have missed, I started like looking things up and this must be all information that was pulled from the director's cut where it holds your hand through it. I'm like mm-hmm. how is anyone supposed to in- even begin to even interpret some of this stuff. No, I, I even has the first time I watched it. I literally went online and was searching. I'm like, what had just happened? You know, it was like one of those things. Like I immediately was like, had to Google stuff. And so interestingly enough, I literally just read an article that was written five hours ago. It just popped up Weird. on my feed about how Donnie Darko has ruined cinema. And that um, Donnie Darko was the start of directors making like tie in merchandise that would like hold the viewer's hand through like the experience are they saying director's cut did that or just he wrote a book afterwards that like described the concepts that were in the philosophy of time travel book in the movie okay and then those concepts ended up in the director's cut apparently uh okay gotcha i mean i don't agree with that statement by the by the yeah by that i mean i don't I don't, I don't know that I do either. It was essentially just saying, like, 20 years ago, there was no movies, like, you didn't have to, like, read a, com- a companion novel to understand, like, what's going on. And now, with as recently as Rise of Skywalker being an enormous film, it's, like, the culmination of 40 years of Star Wars, like, you have to read the tie-in novels to understand, like, all right, why is Palpatine still alive? Yeah, like if you don't read the novel, then he, it's just like, what what are we doing here? Like, oh, because because I'm that guy that's like, what are we doing here? Because I like never yeah. knew that Palpatine was ever back. I'm like, I'm like, this is stupid. This is fan service. Yeah. You know, like, no, it's, it's, like, it's yeah, it, it explains it in a novel. And he also like talked about how like you can't go see an Avengers movie without having seen like six hours worth of like Avengers films like leading up to know that. what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Which I understand, but also at the same time, like that the person who wrote that, like, sure, that's like watching episode six of the first season of a TV show without watching episode one through five. It's like you're you're putting yourself in that position on purpose. Like the MCU is a bad example because it's like a it's it's kind of like not a, TV a great show. idea because they're not like sequels. They're yeah. I mean, they they almost yeah. act as sequels. Yeah. Yeah. They're all um, like there's there's typically an overarching story like some of them are episodic but a lot of it it's not like you know dropping into say seinfeld on the tv behind me like you could probably drop into any episode of seinfeld and yeah for the most you don't need to know anything yeah same with curb yeah same exact thing yeah well do Um, you guys know that this movie's considered to be a quote-unquote superhero movie according to i'm not surprised given what i read about like Oh, like, yeah, do you know, Donnie like, has telekinesis. I'm like, okay. Telekinesis, yeah, he's the reason. He's he's standing there at the end pulling that fucking jet engine jet off. Engine. That's that's what he's doing there at the end. He does that. He's doing that. And, you know, putting the axe into the head of the, the school, he has, like, super strength. You know, like, he's, like, mm-hmm. it, it's... it's. Yeah, but is that what's to... actually going on, or is the movie yeah. just fucking with us? No, that's what's actually going on. Yeah, he, he's, the, he's the reason. He, like, once he realizes everything that's going on, like, I think it's, like, a couple days before, I forget... But he's pulling, he pulls that engine off of his mother and sister's plane to, in order to course correct everything that happened. 
So I guess that, so like I watched, okay. So me watching this movie today, uh, was the first time I've ever seen this film. And I was very confused for a lot of the movie. Uh, and at the end of the movie, when it ends and it ends with, uh, I forget his girlfriend's character's name. Um, Gretchen, Gretchen, Gretchen waving to Donnie's mom. I'm just like, okay, so do they actually know each other? Was this like that scene? That scene is part of the larger scene where you see Patrick Swayze like crying in his hands, and you see, I forget who else. Barrymore. You you pretty much see everyone. So I I can't hold the kid holding a cigarette. The kid holding his eye, like feeling his eye. Yeah. So I I did read some. They're all experiencing deja vu as if they had all lived through those events before. Yeah, and so, and, the, and Patrick Swayze's character kills himself. Like that's what he does after. He, I, I can't remember. I can't remember if it's in the director's cut or not. It's but he not in a regular shoots, movie. No, he yeah. shoots himself basically. Like once he so, like you know wakes up and. So without knowing this stuff until after when I started to read some like, I basically just googled ending of Donnie Darko and I wanted to yeah. see kind of like what what was out there for some explanation stuff um and that's how I kind of stumbled upon oh the director's cut and I think at there must have been a website at the time when the movie came out that had some additional like excerpts from that book the philosophy of time travel on there so you could kind right. of figure out what was going on but like without that knowledge and without me googling that stuff I kind of just sat there like I don't really know how to feel about this movie like it was weird and it was like interesting, but I don't I, my opinion on it, like I, I didn't have enough time to process what was going on. And if I liked or didn't like the movie, like it, it, it's just, it was kind of just bizarre. And I think after I started reading some stuff and like figuring out what was going on, I'm like, all right, like, I think I appreciate it a little bit more, but like, I don't know. I still don't know how I really feel about the movie as a whole. Um, and even with like some of the explanation things that I read about how there's like the primary timeline and then the whole 28 days is like this non-real timeline um, where all these things happen. And like I I went into a deep dive article that basically was like explaining like very, very like minute details about how I'm, I don't remember any of the terms, but how like certain characters are this type of character in the timeline and they're mm-hmm. trying to push Donnie to do specific things so that we can get to the get, get back to the real timeline, which is why earlier in the episode I, I had mentioned finding the artifact because they kept referring to the the plane as the artifact. The Je- engine is yeah. the artifact. Yep. Donnie is the living. No, so Frank was the mi- manipulated dead. Gretchen yeah. was a manipulated living. Uh, actually, no, I think she was she was manip- manipulated. She's living, also manipulated she, she dead. I dead. think I think Donnie is Donnie is manipulated living. Maybe. I think anybody who dies in the timeline is manipulated. So dead, and everyone else is manipulated living. So she would have been manipulated dead, but she did not. She didn't in, like interact with Donnie the way Frank did. Yeah. So are these concepts outside of this movie? Or do these exist? I don't think from so. I believe movie. they only exist within the book that was in the movie. Okay. So, like, I guess without the director's cut well, and without knowing these other things, how would anybody know 
any of this stuff. I mean, it's the same way that, like, you know, how what happened to Tony Soprano at the end of Soprano. So, like, what happens in Lost half the time? It's kind of like left open ended for like the viewer to kind of. I mean, Lost is a bad example because Lost had a bunch of stuff that came out in DVDs and stuff like that. That like, yeah, but there was still so much. Together. That, like, there was still so much that was just unanswered in Lost. Stuff in, yeah, stuff in DVDs is tie along material, and that's the same yeah. as a director's cut. Or... Yeah, I guess, but I just, I, I guess, watching this movie as it is, like. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing for everything. Like, you look at something like Breaking Bad and, like, you kind of... I guess Breaking Bad's a bad example because this is a thing that deals with supernatural or, you know, whatever. Whatever you want to classify it as. Yeah, I get like, what you're saying, though. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of wish that there was more maybe not even explanation in the movie, just more, more of these sort of, uh, like maybe not even world building, just like more of these types of not like not even answers. I don't even need answers. I just want more of the ability to gain the knowledge of why things can happen. It doesn't have to be like or hit me over the head. I don't know. Maybe watching the I think it's a movie that's the way to kind of figure it out. Multiple if you will catch on the if stuff. If you rewatch it, more. you're going to look for different things. Yep, yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Because like this is a movie like when I watched, I was like so excited. I was so confused when it ended. I I like loved every second of it. But then I was like, I gotta go fucking digging and just find out what the fuck's going on because this is what I think, but I don't know if what I'm thinking is right. Yeah. I love shit like that. Like, you know, like stuff that makes me, I thought about this movie, like the first time I saw it for like days afterwards, like, you know, just like, was like, what is going on? Like, you know, what, what just, what did I just watch? Yeah. And I love that. Honestly, one of my favorite things about this movie is the soundtrack. Like the, the original score though, not the, yeah. like the music. The, it's just like I mean, creepy, the soundtrack weird. Soundtrack is great too. Soundtrack's great too. But yeah, like yeah, the score really of that movie is so good. Ugh. It just it nails that like weird, like eerie vibe. And it's, uh, I love it. Hmm. I, I don't know, I guess. But like, I, I, I do think I, it's a multiple viewing movie, though. I definitely yeah, do. I mean, I'm never going to watch it again. But Of course. Um, yeah, Brennan you know, hates movies. So. I do. <laughs> uh, but re- reading the stuff that I read made me appreciate it more, I guess. Um, and I like, I like the concepts. And maybe that's, that's why I guess I wish there was a little bit more of that in the movie. Because I would have liked to... Fuck, I feel like you should have watched the director's cut. I think you would have liked this movie a lot more if you watched the director's cut in some weird someone, way. Someone else told me to watch the director's cut. I forget forget who. They were like, oh, if you watch the director's cut, trust me, just watch the director's cut. Yeah. Because um, I, 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 I bet more. that's what it is. I bet I, there was yeah. just a little bit more of like, oh, because like, it's kind of there. It's just not like, there. No, so there's a scene, and I was saying this earlier, where they're watching those slides. I don't even know if it happens. I actually don't even think it happens. It's during the, the part where uh, the religious lady's talking to the, the class and she's, she's, they're going over things. And in the director's cut, it basically shows Donnie Darko with a gun and like a cartoon version of him on these slides, except it's not him, but it's like basically everything that's happening in the movie is part of a slide from like what that like lady's showing the classroom and they make they make it like very eerie, kind of, and it's it's one of those things where you're like, 
Oh, yeah. you know, it definitely explains. It, it definitely makes things a little easier to yeah. follow. I mean, in the in the regular version of the theatrical release of the movie, I guess they during one of those sessions they do have a slide, or it's when it's when Patrick Swayze's character is like speaking to all of the school children, like in yeah, that. That's hall. what it. That, that's what it is. Then. They that's, show. He shows a of. slide that says yeah. like something, something, and this is about Frank, and it's like a slide yes. of Frank. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. The the thing about the Frank character that's confusing to me though is like, does Frank go to their school? Frank has graduated from no. the school, like the sister. Yeah, I think he's the sister's boyfriend or something. She is. He is the sister's boyfriend. Yeah. But yeah. Do they explain he's that? Yeah, I want to yeah. say in the, the I want to say in the Zorkus right. cat they do a better job of explaining of making no, that so, clear. Hold on, so, the... so in the regular theatrical trailer, yeah, they're at Frank the party at the go, end. Yeah, they're at yeah. the party at the end. Oh and yeah, yeah. Dylan Hall walks in and says, "Where did Frank go?" And somebody says, "Frank went out to get beer." And then Donnie walks into the kitchen and says, "Frank's oh, out Frank is here." Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that yes, I do remember that, but I was confused because I feel like unless I missed it. Up until that point, no one else ever mentions Frank. They don't. There's no reason to mention Frank. We don't deal with the sister that much. They sit down and have the, the, one of the opening scenes is them having dinner. Like they sit down and have dinner multiple times. And I'm pretty sure in that first dinner scene, they talk about her boyfriend. They just don't ever say Frank. Well, and when it would make the sense parent, not to mention him until the end, anyways. Well, that's that part is true. But then when the parents go to his therapist and they're like, Oh, has he mentioned his friend, Frank, the giant bunny? I, I understand that the giant bunny part doesn't make any sense, but like but that might, that's probably the thing that throws them off. If somebody goes up to you and says, uh, your, your kid has been seeing a giant bunny. It's name's Frank. You're not going to cling on to the name. You're going to cling on to the fact that your 18 year old has a giant imaginary friend. Yeah. Yes, but also I feel like the, if the parents were going to sit there and stew on that, they're probably going to be like, the only Frank we know is, you know... Rabbit stew? Hey, is, uh, you know, is, I don't know, Maggie Gyllenhaal's boyfriend. I don't know what her character's name is in the, in the movie. Um, I can't remember either. I do know the, the little sister's name, though. It's Samantha. It? That it's is Samantha. true. So That's what the S comes from. How old was she supposed to... I don't understand what her and her friend group was supposed to be. I, I think she was, like young, she was else, like the younger girl. Like that was, was, I feel like everyone was else the, was like... What was the Netflix show about them? <laughs> That's... No. <laughs> definitely not. Because like... Um, it, they, I felt like all of her friends that were in like the little dance troupe might have been maybe freshmen in high school. And then she was like, I don't know, a fifth grader? I don't... I was confused. Yeah, they were all pretty young. I don't... Sometimes I doubt your commitment. Like the, the chat-up girl seemed to be yeah. friends with her. But she was in classes with Donnie. With Donnie, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Her age, right. her age. It was also confusing. Yeah. I, I also, know. I also will say, I do love the Smurf banter. Like it reminded yeah, me of like a Kevin. It reminds good. me of like a, it reminds me of a Kevin Smith film in some ways. Like sometimes, like this yeah. movie just goes off on like like Kevin it, Smith it like just, dialogue. That, and... that scene felt so so out of place though for me. Like oh, really? completely out of out of place for me. So, what is your thoughts on Sarita? Like, what, like, what, like, earmuff girl? No, I know, I know who it is. And by know. the way, she's also in, um, what's it call it? 
uh, Disney Plus Marvel show, uh, WandaVision. She's a character in the WandaVision. She has like a small little part in it. She's been in a ton of stuff. She does yeah. look for, like she does look look familiar. Like I've seen her in other things. Um, yeah. I don't know what am I supposed to think about that character. I mean, because so, like I so, like when I left this movie the first time watching it, I was like, what did she know? Like you know, like what 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 is her significance to this movie? Like she's always looking at Donnie, like she knows Donnie's not in the right timeline. You know what I'm saying? Like she. She always seemed like she. It, does, with the, it does feel like she knows more than she should. Same yeah. with the mother, yeah. though. The, yeah, the mother, no, the I. Same, the mother is the same way. Like the mother so the, seems like she knows what's going on. So I didn't pick this up from that, but what I can say at least is from the thing that I did read, kind of dissecting some of the stuff in the movie. That she's like a saint. Oh no, I didn't see that. I, the thing I was basically saying is that some of the characters in the timeline, it basically made it seem like the thing that I was reading was that this movie is basically death loop where they didn't say death loop, but I'm just now making this connection to, to basically explain it to what I'm trying to say to you, Todd is that this game is, this movie is basically death loop where Donnie's character in the movie keeps resetting the timeline. And like, basically when he wakes up, and resets back to October 2nd, he doesn't have his memories, but other characters retain some of the knowledge and can, like, try to push him to get to the correct... Basically line up all the pieces so that he can yeah. do the right thing to reset it fully, um, which is kind of what you're doing in Deathloop. Um, so, and then, and then when you do get back to the main timeline, some of the characters can retain some of that knowledge, which is why, at the end of the but movie... But you're like, but they, like, lose it pretty quickly it's like almost having a dream like waking up from a dream and like you yeah, remember stuff it's, and yeah like... it's kind of that it's just like uh you know like it's why gretchen and, and donnie's mom wave to each other because it's like they don't know each other but they they do know each other but they just don't yeah, really they know like, why yeah exactly yeah. um but i'm wondering if the reason why that character wears earmuffs is because she can hear frank Oh, I don't know. Yeah, never thought about that. The earmuff thing is interesting to me because she's wearing earmuffs all the time. But she's not school with him, though. Maybe she can hear something. I mean, then he's wearing them at the end. You know, it's like he walking takes down. them from her. Yeah. yeah. But when he when that scene happens where she he like goes up to her and says like you know things will always be this way for you. Uh, she drops her notebook and it says like Donnie Darko on it with hearts. Yeah, she, I mean, she. It was. I think it was clear she had like a crush on him, but yeah. um. Yeah, I I, re I read something. I can't remember what it said, but it was like she embodies like pure, pureness. And um, yeah, I, I forget what it was. It's saying like she was like very pu pure of heart and everything. And like when it comes into like the religion ties and everything, but I can't remember what the hell it was saying. But that was always something like I remember that scene very, very clearly when he like she, she's like, it's not always going to be this bad. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck was that? You know, like, and I think that part is, I think maybe kind of like how Cole starts to remember things in Deathloop. I feel like mm -hmm. that might be kind of what's happening to Donnie is he's starting to regain his memories or at least regain yeah, by that, by that, why by he's that trying part. to do everything. That well, at that point, Donnie knows what needs yeah. to be done, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, Like... As the movie has a lot of good concepts, I just don't know if like the base film, the way it's presented, is like 
enough for me. Maybe I will. Maybe someday I will rewatch it, but I'll watch the director's cut and watch see if it changes cut, my definitely. opinion on the yeah. movie. Because like I want to like it. Uh, I know it's like got that cult classic status that you know there are people that love this movie. Um, it just. Brendan, have you ever seen Memento? No. Yeah, it's like, like Nolan's best movie. It's literally I mean, Nolan's I, best movie. I think it was like I think the it time I picked Prestige, I had considered doing Memento. I I only bring it up because I feel like with Donnie Darko, it's a film where you walk away like like thinking more about the film than you oh, actually yeah. learn. Memento's the same and way. I wonder if Memento's the same way. And I wonder I wanna I'm curious to see if Brendan would like Memento. I think you would definitely. I think you would definitely like. I Memento. mean, I can pick Memento. I'm, I have no problem. I, like, I haven't rewatched that movie in such a long time, but I would. Same. I would rewatch it. I think. I think. I think Brendan it's would absolutely love it. Great movie, Memento. but I don't, it is. Yeah, do you? It's Christopher Nolan. It's Christopher Nolan's like second movie. You're playing basically. experiments you, at this point. Yeah, you yeah. guys are. You guys are all just yeah. like forcing Mike's hand here. No, I mean we're not. I, I mean, There's, I'm fine with it. I think. No. I think me and Mike had recently talked about be, Memento being a potential pick for him, anyways. Yeah. Like Yo, I saw I saw Memento in the theater, and I walked out of that movie, and like that blew my mind. That movie, like I remember mm-hmm. walking out, right. of it and I was just like, "Holy shit!" That was like that. What what did I just watch? And what the that was so good. Was Mike's pick the Prestige? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mike might have consistently the best pick so far, aside from yeah. MI six. Yeah, Mike might next. Mike might have the best. I don't pick know why so. you hated that movie so much. I didn't hate the movie. It just like. Wait, did I, you I say know. the most consistent picks? Because I think I have the most consistent picks. <laughs> Consistently good picks, not just consistent theme wise. Because, uh, like, uh, thank you for calling. Thank you for answering. What was the, what was the movie called? Sorry to bother you. Uh, sorry, sorry to bother, bother you. you. Why do the fuck did I say thank you for calling? I don't know. Oh, um, no. So, sorry to bother you, Prestige. Is this your fourth movie coming up, or did you already pick a fourth movie? I we can't afford it. Uh, Hold Maybe on. Not. Am I six? Uh, well, it wasn't six. I don't think it was six anyway. But oh, anyway, Mission Impossible. Then you picked. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. Sorry to bother you. Then oh, I did uh, Black Dynamite. Oh, oh Black yes, Dynamite. Yeah. In Black Dynamite, I mean, yeah. it it has it has some scenes that I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But overall, yeah, I think small, good movie. Small dick scene is like one of the greatest. Oh, scenes I'm not talking about the small dick scene. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some scenes that are like, I can't. Like I don't know how to how to engage with this scene. Like when he's oh, talking oh, about no, like talking about there's it. just a yeah, lot yeah. of scenes where it's like am am I supposed to laugh? I don't know if I'm. No, like, I was laughing. I don't know what to do movie. here. I'm it is a good like, movie though. I never watched that movie and that I, movie. And I, I, I would have like, never watched that movie if my. Oh man, that. it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, there there is fuck Black Diamond was really good. Just like. <laughs> oh my so god, ridiculous. it's this so, is so ridiculous. good. Just like so many of the scenes in that. Todd, you I think you missed that episode of the podcast though. I did. I that's what I'm saying. I'm like pissed I missed it. I still can't get over the scene in Black Dynamite where he's on the phone with his like grandmother or whatever talking about like whoever and he just fucking slams the phone. Like it's <laughs> it is so good. You promised your parents to look after your brother Jimmy. <laughs> oh and like a... she's still talking and you can watch you watch like the split screen push her out of the yeah. frame. Oh, it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. The fight scene in the fucking in the in the billiards club. Oh, so good. <laughs> Anyways, back to Donnie Darko. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I want to like the movie. I kept saying to Jen while we were watching, I was like, "Do you like this movie?" She's like, "I mean, I get why people like it." I'm like, "I don't, I don't uh, know." What is it? What was Jen's overall thought on it at the, by the end of it? 
the music's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's I seen see. it before. I didn't really, I didn't oh, really ask her. Yeah. I didn't really ask her. Yeah, Jen has seen movies. I'm the only weirdo here who hasn't seen movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it definitely has a lot of things in there, and like, you can kind of like now that I'm reflecting on it more. There's like, do Drew Barrymore's character and the other the science teacher are they a couple? Yeah, was, remember they're in bed. They're in bed at the end. When at the end, okay. I just want to make sure yeah. I remember that scene properly. That they were yeah. in bed together. Um, because yeah. there's that one quick scene in the teachers' lounge or something in the school where they, where they both look at each like other Donnie and just Darko. and they just say Donnie Darko yeah. and like laugh. And I'm like, that doesn't make any I fucking th- sense. But I now it does has... if they're okay. in the separate timeline and they're like trying to push him to do the thing because like both of them actively push him towards figuring out how to get back to the original timeline. She writes See, cellar door on the thing. She puts the girl next to him on purpose. I love he that gives, scene. He too. gives her the fucking book. Like he, he gives her that time travel book. Um, I would have liked to have seen him interact with miss death or whatever lady death, grandma death, whatever they call her. Uh, I think Roberta Barrow. Sparks. But I also kind of love that, like, her thing is she just keeps going to the mailbox, and he, the way he interacts with her is the letter. It makes me think that, oh my god, now that I'm thinking about it, it makes me think that she has been waiting for Donnie to do oh, that, yeah. put that letter there yeah, for, like, forever, yeah, and that's what she's constantly trying to do. Holy shit. You know, I think they explained that, like, she's not even that Brandon's crazy person. Saying, Brandon's starting to like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He just needed to vocalize his thoughts. So, like, I liked the movie a lot, but, like, the more I dug into it, when, I, like, it's like, this was, like, I, don't, I think I saw it in, like, 2002 or three, and like, the more I dug into it, the more I was just, like, I really like this movie now. Fuck, fuck. You know, like, it was, like, uh, yeah, it's just, like, it makes that, you think. Like, that like just happened movie. in real time. Like, that is me right now <laughs> processing this movie and the happening. <laughs> to be fair, I've been so busy moving that I watched this movie today. Uh, three Probably hours ago. Though. So like that's, I, that's, that's, I am like f- still freshly processing the movie. Um, but fuck, <laughs> interesting. But, but so I guess the other part is though, like, why does this exist? Is is the is the purpose of it? There is no purpose. The timeline just gets fucked up, and the only way to, like, like Donnie is supposed to die, but something happens that sets the timeline off, and like, well, I think it's it gives it it, it makes him see that there's something after life after death, you know, like it's like the whole thing of, you know, the, it, it, he was not someone who probably believed in something like that, and like the more he embraced it, the more he knew he was going somewhere, and it wasn't like life wasn't just over. It wasn't that simple. Well, I also like, think. I also think that he was living without a purpose and then he yes. realized that his yep. purpose was that he needed that, to die that was, yes. for everyone else to to live. Yep. 100%. That was yeah. one of my initial interpretations of it too. And then because, as I said, watching it the second time made me more confused. I decided to start looking into things and I was reading how the the whole timeline splitting thing was... How do I put this? Essentially, like he, it's not that he had to die, it's just that in order for time to be reset properly, he ended up dying in the process. Well, I like, read that, like, whole... if he didn't, if he didn't die and, like, allow himself no, to he die, he has that, to die. Yeah, he has to, the other world would have been like 
like destroyed. He had to like, put he had to put the uh, the jet engine where it needed to be in order to reset the timeline. Is that where it needed to be? Also happened to be where he was sleeping. So like it did have to kill yeah, him. But he... but I think they had also implied that the same thing happened to uh, Grandma Death in the past. Like she went through like a similar thing, and that, like you don't necessarily have to die. It's just that in order for things to go back to the way they were or to reset things, he did have to die. I, yes. I phrase that poorly, but yeah, essentially no, I, like I, for him to I, fix I, the timeline, he, he did end up having to be at the wrong place at the wrong time for the judge yeah. to follow him. Yeah. I think, I think part of the anomaly here in this situation that offset the timeline was that he didn't die. And that's why the timeline, you know, splinters off. And now that I'm thinking about it, I thought it was bizarre that his mother didn't really look sad at the end of the movie. And that must, she must be one of the few people that has like the most memory of what happens because it's almost as if she knew what was going to happen in order for things to go back. So, like, I think in the director's cut too, and I could be wrong, it might have happened in the original, I'm just blanking, but. I'm pretty sure there's several points in the movie where she's like, something's happening right now. Or when they sit on the bed together, I'm pretty sure she's aware she's of what's going on. She's smoking a cigarette and she says something, yeah. Yes. You know, once he rubs him, she's like, he's like, he's like, you're fucked up, son. She's like, I wouldn't have it any other way or something like that. But I think that yeah. at that interaction, she knows what's... She's aware that something's not right with what's going on right now. And like, she says something. She says something to the therapist, too. Yes, that yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. think like she yep. knows that something's going, like she knows yes, that something's 100%. going on, and that it's yeah, yeah. wrong. Yep. Yeah, she's she basically she's like upset and says, "If if you think that this is what's going to make things right, then you need to do what you think is going to make things right." So she knows yeah. that something has to be yeah. set into place. Um, I guess just the other part too is like, how does. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I guess the I guess the movie really does. I don't. Maybe it's what Todd said. Maybe it's that Donnie feels like he has no purpose, and giving him a life full of things that would make other people happy aren't what make him happy. A big key of it is him losing his virginity too, and like getting that out of the way, so then he could do this, and like you know, like yeah, that so was he kind just, of like, he's just he's just Casper and he has unfinished business. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but like that was a huge part of it, though. Like he could, like I think that was a huge part of him letting go. You know, like because he was like you know, never experienced that. You know, that was his first experience. So is that why when he is in hypnotherapy, he's like aggressively and, uh, talking about sex? Yes. Because he's like, that scene is kind of bizarre because he's like aggressively talking about sex. Yeah, it's like it's like basically like a teenager's mind that like, you know, it's going through all that shit. Was was Jake Gyllenhaal a big actor before this? No, he did. uh, He did like, I think it was Bubble Boy before this. Maybe I, I don't know. I think this was like one of his first movies. Was this a breakout role for him or no? Uh, no, it didn't do well until like years later, I don't think. Yeah, it's very much a cult movie. Interesting. 
but it became like a huge deal after the fact, after yeah. bombing in the theater. Hmm. I'm wondering, oh, you know, I don't, I'm like trying to think, I'm wondering if like the, I'm like, I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out why, unless it's just like the whole. I do not remember Jake Gyllenhaal and City Slickers. Oh, I don't either. Oh, he's just, he's, he's the son, I think. He's fucking, yeah. I think I'm that trying, was the I'm trying to think if like the reason why the anomaly is set off in order for uh, Donnie to like trigger other events into happening, like would would fucking Patrick Swayze's character outside of the anomaly happening and him having these like visions of his house burning down and being arrested didn't happen. Would he like continue to just be a pedophile? So like him having these, these deja vu moments and then getting back to the, you know, prime timeline and having him making him kill himself. Is that like that? Like I'm wondering if the surviving characters in the main timeline needed these deja vu moments to move their life forward in a particular way. And that's why Donnie became like the architect of moving those pieces forward. Is his, because that would mean like his purpose, like if he felt like he had no purpose in his life, his purpose would be like, change goes around him. Yes. To to fulfill other people's. Yes. Like he is the cog that is missing to kind of put other things into motion, which would be like fucking. Well, it was also it was also necessary for the fire at Patrick Swayze's house in order for the mother of the school, I mean the mother of the dance thing, to not be able to go on the field trip, which puts the mother and the sister on the plane together. Donnie's mother and sister on the plane together. Um, I, I, I go, going back to what I originally said, though, when I said like, "Oh, it kind of is like now." I forgot one thing of like saying how like this PTA meeting of like, you know, it seems like everything I'm watching in live these days. But there's also the part where the religious lady—I keep on forgetting her name—she's like still standing up for uh, Patrick Swayze after she knows he's a pedophile like there's still yes. the, and I'm like that's just shit that goes on now like people I know, are like yeah. you know what I'm oh, and there, that was a, yeah there's a lot of parallels to like what's yeah like it, it was like i was like why? like so like they know he's a bad person then they're still gonna because like they can't be wrong like she can't be wrong like it, it, it she can't look like a fool so like she's gonna like still defend a pedophile yeah, you gotta double pedophile. down you gotta double down it's, it, it, i was like Always sitting, double like, down on 11 i was watching it two nights ago and i was like man this seems like what i'm watching on the news recently what the fuck is this shit you know like, what i will say too is one of the things that stuck out to me is every time they played his like motivational uh whatever the fuck his thing is like his videos to the kids or whatever when we're done Watch, pull that up on YouTube or Amazon Prime or whatever. Just go to that scene, or I'm sure you could probably pull it up on YouTube. And then Do the kids act weird, huh? Do the kids act weird? I, I didn't even think to look for that. Oh, I, I, it's bizarre. It just seems like it, it. It seems like videos I've seen before, like like things you'd see in school or like in like some religious thing. Um, but the music that is playing, listen to it, and then go pull up. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it plays on the level dire dire docs, but it sounds like 
Mario 64 ding, water ding, level ding, music. Ding, 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 Just ding, listen to them. Yes, ding, ding, yes. Ding, ding, listen to them side by side. It's like eerily similar. Like every time it played the movie, I was like, all I can think about is Mario 64 right now. This is so bizarre. Um, Unrelated to that, for some reason, I know in like the last, maybe it was because of this movie. In the last few days, I was trying to remember what was that song by Chicago that sounded just like that? And I did find the song eventually. I don't think it was what was used in Donnie Darko, but there was a song, Hardest Habit to Break. That's the name of the song. That one sounds a lot button like... Button to Button? Yes, that also sounds a lot like Dire Dire Docks. It doesn't. But yes, Hardest Habit to Break, I believe, sounds like Dire Dire Docks. Listen to that later. All right, I will do that. Um, a few other things I wanted to point out. There is a scene towards like it's in the first half of the movie maybe the like first quarter of the movie where i it must be when they're first showing the school or whatever and it shows like the girls doing their dance number like outside of the school or whatever and there's a slow motion scene there and maybe i just didn't see it correctly maybe i looked away and then looked over but there's a slow motion scene there <clears throat> where the girls after they're done dancing go to like high five and they like miss ridiculously. And I'm just like, why did they not reshoot this scene? (laughs) It's a slow motion cut of a missed high five. Why are we not reshooting that? Probably just trying to be a million dollar movie. Well, listen, they're trying to be as real. Cause like how many times, how many high fives did you miss when you were a little kid? You're like, well, whoops. Oh, Todd's going to bat. Everything that (laughs) fucking, uh, Who's this? Who's this guy? Everything that fucking Richard Kelly does, Todd. Todd's fucking dude. The guy uh, has disappeared since the, the the box. The guy hasn't made a movie since like twenty two thousand like seven, I think. Which is weird because people kind of dug him as like that indie kind of guy. And then he made Southland Tales. I love that movie. I want you guys to watch that movie so bad because there's a scene with Justin Timberlake in that movie where he does like a song and everything, and it's. Kind of weird, but it's he it does it to like a killer song, and it's so good. That movie's got like so many great ideas, but I think the execution is like way more confusing than Donnie Darko. You'd probably be like, Donnie Darko would look like the most coherent movie ever if you watched that compared to Southland Tales. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I wanted to mention, and that's all I got to say about Donnie Darko, is in the scenes with. Donnie in the therapist's office, for some reason, I don't know if it's the lighting or the angle of the shot or what, his eyebrows are so fucking weird looking. They're like, they look like they're shaved off, but it's just bizarre. Like, he doesn't look like that in any other part of the movie, but for some reason in those scenes, his eyebrows look all weird. I I, I don't know. Every time one of those scenes happen, I'd I'd like nudge Jen and be like, this fucking guy's eyebrows, what's going on here? Um, it's just very bizarre. I notice little things. I when I'm whenever I'm watching movies for the PC Movie Club, I keep my phone out in a notes tab, and I just constantly take notes of any thought that comes in my head about the movie because it just makes me be more analytical. Uh, Has the asshole like more attention. dude that's the 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 like, the creep who was no, with Seth so. Rogen? Nothing. Never anything else. I looked it dude, up. Yeah. Guy, I was gonna say that guy's like really convincing at that role like he's very very convincing like i feel like that guy could have been in some other stuff you know like he's he i didn't even he was barely in the movie and i fucking hated it he's like watching joffrey almost he was so good at being the bad guy that like you know just like fuck this guy you know yeah i don't know 
Does anyone else have anything else to add or say about Shut up. Narkles? Uh, um, no. The only thing that I was going to say is um, I don't understand why it was a period piece. Yeah, th- is there er- I mean, any reason? About this yeah. recently. It's so funny you say that because like I keep on forgetting it's even in the time period that you say like yeah, yeah. like when you're like oh well, actually it's the eighties I'm like eh. and they and they make reference to it twice in the movie at least because they have the conversation at the dinner table about the sister of who is going to vote for Dukakis or whatever, oh. and then oh. on the fucking whiteboard on the fridge it's also written on one of the scenes when the father vote, goes vote into for the kitchen. Dukakis. Yes. Well, they also so also in the scene with the science teacher when he gives Donnie the book, they're referencing like, oh, in order to time travel, you'd need a uh, a metal craft of some sort. A metal craft of some sort, and Donnie says, "What, like a DeLorean?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh yeah, I like that movie." Back to the Future just yeah, okay. had would have just come out. Like within the the last oh. couple of years. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't understand the the political statement unless like unless that's just the director making a statement. I don't know. So this director, like Southland Tales, is literally all about him making statements that are very ambiguous. Like you have to like basically dig deep into like like Southland Tales deals with like like going to war and war trauma and like stuff like that. But like they don't ever show anything with war in that movie. And it's like very unclear, like what he's trying to get at because like, I think he had such a small budget to do that film and probably yeah. this film too. They're probably trying to make it as coherent as possible on such a small, but I think Jake Gyllenhaal was on Howard Stern recently. And he was saying, I think they filmed Donnie Darko in like 20 days. Maybe, maybe like that's it. Weird. They filmed, Yeah. Like they, Pretty much banged it out, and yeah. So uh, I'm just looking at a quick little excerpt about S. Darko that says, uh, a 2009 sequel, S. Darko set seven years afterwards, centers on the now 18-year-old Sam, Donnie's younger sister. No one has seen this movie, right? No, I have. Sam is troubled by her brother's death and begins to have problems with sleepwalking along with strange dreams that hint at an impending major catastrophe. The sequel received extremely negative reviews. Kelly said he had no involvement in the sequel and as he no longer owns the rights to the original in 2017, Kelly said that he resents being asked about the sequel and he'd never seen it. Um, So there's no one famous in the sequel except for Elizabeth Berkeley, who is Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Uh, and and John Hawks is actually in it, which is like a really good actor, and no one else. So. so, and then there's another excerpt here that says, in 2017, Kelly, the the director, revealed that he had ideas for a new sequel that is much more a much bigger and more ambitious than the original. In January 2021, he announced that an enormous amount of work had been done on the script. He was inspired to do so after meeting James Cameron in 2010, who found him who found the film disturbing and had Kelly explain to him what happens to Donnie at the end of the film, Cameron suggested to Kelly that he continue working on the project, which made Kelly realize that there was, quote, something really big, something epic that could be done. That's cool. That's, I like that another, I like that another, but like, I like that another director was basically like, 
I really enjoyed this movie because it was so like out there. Yeah. You got to tell me what was going on. Like, what's do we, do, so yeah, but it was Michael Bay. No, it was Wait, James, Cameron. No, James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron. Yeah. James Cameron. James Cameron. Michael Bay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you should, you should get on that. I'm going to make, yeah, make three more Avatar movies. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. James Cameron made one of the best movies of all time, Terminator 2. So, I mean, uh, he gets a free pass as far. And True Lies. He made True Lies too, didn't he? Another great movie. I'm not so. sure. Um, I could... The Bully, oh, the bully by the way. The Bully, by the way, is the lead singer of though. Phantom Planet. Wait, so he's best. Wait, wrong song. It was from the same series, but I was California was what I was. Wait, so that's what's his name's brother then? Um, His name is Alex Greenwald. The drummer of Phantom Planet is uh, in all of Wes Anderson's movies. He's the the main character of Rushmore. Why am I blanking Uh, on his name? I don't know, but apparently this guy was uh, engaged to Brie Larson at some point. Oh, Jason Schwartzman was part of that band. Yes. Yeah, he was a drummer. It's, I think Weird. his brother is the, the, the lead singer. I, I'm pretty. They, they might be related. Uh, they might be related. They have different last names, at least. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah. Jason Schwartzman, honestly, check out some of his music. He has two albums that he literally did every single instrument himself and composed it and put it all together and sang over it. And there's some great stuff in there. Yeah, but he tried to kill Scott, so I'm good. Like, I'm good. Right. With- uh, but Scott was kind of a dick up until that point, anyway. For real. Um, I will say, so Jen had mentioned, I couldn't find the the interview, but she had mentioned that, like, in a recent inter- interview, um, the director was asked, "Is Donnie dead?" and he wouldn't answer the question. Probably so, like, I don't know if that means. That like, I guess I don't know what that means. Donnie Dacko cinematic universe. Ho ho ho! That's what it means. Because if he's gonna make a sequel to the movie, that's more ambitious. Like, yeah, that he mean that Donnie's not he dead. He doesn't want to like give any of his cards away. You know, maybe he's gonna make uh, Enter the Donnie verse. Yeah. Ooh. And it's gonna be Donnie's from all different uh, timelines. I just hope that we find out who the real Don- Donnie Duckets is. That's all I want. Right, for real. All right, are we are we pulling the plug on on uh Donald Darko? Donald J Darko, yes. All right, I oh. just think we should all watch S Darko though. Anyways, I mean, give it give it a few dollars. Does S Darko <laughs> stand for Shrek Darko? Is that what that is? Because if it's Shrek Darko, I'll watch it. Do we do we humor him and do we say yes? I was just going to ignore it. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually the better call, just ignoring it. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening this week. Episode episode 284. Actually, fuck. Mike, have you decided? Huh? Yeah, we'll just go with, for November? with Memento. I think that's a good idea. All right. Yes, we're doing Memento, go. locking it in. Yeah. Mike is all about yes. Memento. He loves... If, like, if this is... So Brent, Wait, now I know so if we're going to make fun of Todd for doing Jake Gyllenhaal movies, do we make fun of Mike for doing uh, Nolan, movies? For Nolan? Nolan movies? Yeah, I'll do following after this. Actually, I should do I should do Insomnia. Insomnia is a, I haven't seen Insomnia. Oh, you should watch Insomnia. Insomnia is great. But I mean, if I would stick with Momentum. I, Insomnia is like such an underrated movie, and it pisses me off that no one ever brings that movie up. Because Al, Al Pacino is so fucking good in that movie. 
And Al Pacino so is, he, is a great actor. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it's it, it, the, the Don is saying it, that, but I feel like he's thinking about some fucking like Jack okay. and Jill shit. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, I, said, that's, I, said, I said Al Pacino. Oh, oh Al Pacino. all right, that's better. But Insomnia takes place in Alaska when it's like, I think it's light out all day long, or maybe it's dark out. I can't remember. Whatever happens in Alaska, but uh, both the guy. Yeah. Okay. Both it happens. Okay. Um, oh. But what's his name? The comedian. Fucking. Who's the bad guy in it? Robin Williams. Robin Williams is really good in it too. So Dom's doing Disney ride movies. Todd's doing the Jake Gyllenhaal verse. No, I've done two Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> uh, Mike's doing like the, the Nolan three verse. Now, right? No. I, no. Prisoners. This one. There's at least one other Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought there was picked. another J- no, Jake Gyllenhaal movie picked. I don't think there was. I think was I think a- we might be missing. Misremembered uh, things. You think, I think you guys want to lump Jake Gyllenhaal together with uh, Ryan Ryan Gosling or whatever his name is. What movies well, have you maybe. picked? The other guys. Um, what was your the first other movie? Guys. Oh, uh, your favorite movie. Your favorite no, movie. that wasn't the first one because Dom wasn't yeah, here for no. the first couple. Hereditary. Dom was, was here one. for Hereditary, weren't you, Dom? No, no, no. I don't think so. No, the first movie you didn't pick wasn't Hereditary. Yes, it was. I'm right out that the was gate, the so. first thing we did. Yes, and that's why you were so pissed at me for like months after that. Like you're like, you did well, how about that? And you like, you were like, I don't know if I want to keep doing. This. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, immediately. No, I response. think it was Todd's second pick. I don't think that was his first pick. No, first pick was Hereditary. Second pick was um, Wingers. Wait, what the... no, Prisoners. Oh wait, oh shit, I've done five. Hold on, I think Prisoners might have been Todd's first pick. No, it was Hereditary, <laughs> Prisoners. He swingers. picked Prisoners. In swingers as a response yeah, like, to you being guys. upset with, um, yeah, it was like I'll pick a happy. He started off different. so poorly with you with no, hereditary. Todd's Todd's pick every pick after hereditary was Twitter vote. Oh, that's true too. But yeah, but um, but it, but so it went hereditary, um, prisoners, prisoners. Uh, oh, that makes prisoners. sense. Prison, prisoners, swingers, we, nice, prisoners. I'm pretty sure we watched what was the November pick last year and i jokingly said oh todd picked a fucking thanksgiving movie because don't they play don't they eat isn't like doesn't yes, it take place during thanksgiving, thanksgiving? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay yeah. uh there's got to be another movie that todd picked that has jake gyllenhaal why would we do this i think i was just being an asshole when i said it the first time like giving me a hard time yeah. uh i think oh, I just, you know I you know what it must be todd with, with jake gyllenhaal you know what it must be it must be that in todd's twitter picks there must have been other jake gyllenhaal movies I'm trying to think that might be the case. You probably tried to push us to watch Jarhead. No, it wasn't yeah, nah, it wasn't just name other Jake Gyllenhaal movies and I'll tell you what it was. I'll tell you. Uh, right what's the uh... Nightcrawler? Yeah, Nightcrawler uh, was the one that I was. I didn't. Of. I didn't pick that, but that would have been a movie that like I would have considered picking down the line. Jake Gyllenhaal. Nightcrawler was the one. What's Nightcrawler? The serial killer one. No, he's like no, a, he's, he's a reporter, a photographer, or yeah. a news reporter that like goes to like crime scenes or crash sites okay. or whatever. Uh, oh, love and other drugs. I mean, I kind of wanted to. Wa- I wanted to pick Nocturnal Animals because I've never seen it, but I hear good things about that. That's another Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't. None of these seem like things that Todd even mentioned as being picks, unless Nightcrawler was just one of the. Oh, um, Zodiac. Zodiac was another Zodiac. one. Zodiac, Zodiac was yeah. the one that I was thinking was, of. When I said serial a, killer, yeah. I was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Anyways, so Mike, you're locking in Memento? Yeah, why not? All right. Fuck yeah. So if you guys all have themes, I guess my theme, I need to pick what? what is mine going to be what? Mandy Moore movies? Are we <laughs> still Are we kicking it off with A Walk to Remember in December? Oh, please, a don't Walk do to that. December, baby? Uh, what was your last pick? I forget. What was your last pick? My last pick was uh, The Big Sick. Oh, okay. That was really? I feel like that's no. so long ago. No. There must be something in between. I picked another movie after that? Yeah. You've done you Grave of the Fireflies. You've got to think that there's been, three, there's been three movies since my last pick. Three months. So, like, that's a long time. All right, and your next you're going to pick a Jake Gyllenhaal if, if we keep on going with this because the Division movie's in post-production right now. I'm not picking that. Uh, <laughs> I've picked... Oh, Grave you picked Fireflies. your name. I forgot about that. Your that wasn't my that. last pick. That wasn't my I last think it pick. Was. It wasn't your last pick, but I'm trying to remember. Like, no, the your Big movie Sick was my last general. pick. Was it? I'm I pretty thought sure. your name was after Big, the Big Sick. No. I went back-to-back uh-huh. anime, and Todd hated both of them, so I was like, I'm not doing an anime movie again. At least yeah. not at least not a third one in a row. Maybe, maybe my next pick, though. Maybe my next pick would be Promare. The no, craziest Todd, thing about... Both Todd and Dom about, hate that. The craziest thing about your name is, like, I always used to give you guys shit about it being a Freaky Friday ripoff, and it was legit a Freaky Friday ripoff. That's why I like it. This like fucking crazy. My next keep pick's this, gonna be keep, my next pick's gonna be Freaky Friday. I was just gonna say <laughs> keep this up, and I'm picking Freaky <laughs> Friday next. Um, all right. So Memento locked in for November. So if you want to uh, listen no, to us, talk no. About- my next pick is gonna be Freaky. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. I, I, I then, that. No, dumb. My pick for December will be Freaky, and your pick for January will be Friday. And then, and then ooh, yes, Todd's pick can be the Friday after next. Yeah, I love that movie. And then Mike's pick can be the car wash. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's like a Dr. Dre movie, Ice Cube movie that I've like, I've seen I wanted it. to I, watch. I, I, never watched it. It theaters, I think I think it has like Eminem. Like I think like a bunch of rappers are in it. Yeah, no, uh, Snoop's definitely in it too. Yeah. But the re- I mentioned it because I'm pretty sure Ice Cube is like the lead actor in it. The Wash. The Wash, yeah, that's what it's called. I always wanted to see it, never saw it. I do kind of remember that title at least. Maybe Ice Cube's not in the movie. I don't, I don't think Ice Cube is. You sure you're not thinking about Barbershop? I've never it's seen Dre, any of the Barbershop, barbershop movies. You didn't see any of the Barbershops? I don't think okay, so. Okay, I didn't my I, pick. I never did either. Mike, that's two of us. Todd, Dom, have you taught? Uh, fucking... I have not. I have not seen any oh, of the Barbershop Oh my shows. goodness, Mike. Actually, I've only seen one. I, I don't think I saw the first Barbershop. I think I saw the second one. Was that one just called Barbershop 2? I think I saw that one. So then none maybe. of us have seen Barbershop 1, Mike? Maybe my theme for 2022 will be Tyler Perry films, because I don't no, think any no, of us have seen no, any Tyler no, Perry no, films. No, don't make me do it. Don't do it to us. Don't do it. Don't make me go all Medea. <laughs> go view askew. Let's just do that. Yeah, that's better. All right. There it is. Memento. November. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 284 of the Pass Control Podcast. As always, if you want to keep up with everything we do, you can follow us on social media at Pass Controller. Visit us at PassTheController.io. Listen to us everywhere. Podcasts are found by searching for Pass the Controller Podcast. And you know what? If you have Apple Podcasts, you don't have Apple Podcasts, either way, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a quick five-star review. Let us know how much you love us. It is very beneficial. We really appreciate it. If you have a few bucks kicking around, you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash pass the controller, becoming a patron, going to pass the controller.com and getting yourself some sick, sick swag, or going to twitch.tv slash pass controller and subscribing. And if you get Amazon Prime, you get a free sub every month. If you're not using it, 
Use it on us or someone else you love because that money's just going back in fucking astronaut Bezos pockets. So you might as well give it to someone who could use it. Um, you can find me at Groom. You can find Mike at underscore Mycopath. You can find Todd at Toddy underscore by underscore nature. You can find Dom at PTC one little underscore one little spark. And thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 284. Until next time.